0: Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week, we begin our final season, Unconquered Sun, Unbreakable Bonds. It's going to be a heck of a journey, and I look forward to sharing it with you. We're joined still in the first several episodes of this season by Rob Stith of the Orpheus Protocol podcast. If you haven't checked that out yet, please make sure to do that, because it's incredibly wonderful. Aside from that, I wanted to let everyone know that if they have any big questions that they would like the cast to tackle, we are hoping to do a cast Q&A at the end of this arc, at the end of this season, and at the end of Swallows of the South. If you have any questions that you'd like answered, please be sure to send those over to the show email at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com and mark it clearly that it is a question for the Q&A. With that out of the way... Let's get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Golden Might of the Dawn, Ashen Mask, and Rizzo returned to Rizzo's hometown of Jell Wei in order to spend some time in recovery and reflection following their combat with the bull, as well as to synthesize a new sorcerer's working in order to best identify and locate what idols to the gods remained. As they arrived in Xiaowei, would all be as it had seemed? What changes are lurking around the corners? What new faces haunt familiar streets? We open... At night, with several panning shots of the city of Joway, sitting in a large wooden bowl nestled over the Tepu River, held between two trees which bend toward each other, intermingling at their tops. There is a mess of wires that run along the tops of the city, over the buildings, casting long shadows. And as we look at these wires, we see networks of streets and Alleyways. Coming down one of these alleys, turning onto a street, we see a figure wearing traveler's garbs with a large bag slung over their shoulder they have dark skin coarse hair and ruggedly handsome features he looks to see the lights on in the windows of a nearby building the unsteady flickering of the firelight inside and confusion plays over his face as he approaches the door he raps on the door a number of times as it creaks open we see him say you're not mr ariston cut to title card Swallows of the South Part 5 Unconquered Sun Unbreakable Bonds And we cut to the next morning. We are in the Smiling Eyes district underneath the The Tree Kasaga, where there are rows upon rows upon rows of the top halves of smiling young women carved ever higher into the bark of this immense tree that supports the city. In the shadow of these faces lives... A seedy part of town, but a part of town where many folk make their living, including, at one point, Rizzo. And it is in the agency that she opened with her friends Godwin and Ajax that she named after her teacup wolf Qui-Gon Gin and Juice that we find them this morning, as well as Ash and Mask and Golden Might of the Dawn. The office here at Quinn's is as rustic and rugged as As ever it has been, worn logs sit, waiting for customers to take their seats. A pet door has been hastily nailed closed. There are unfinished wood carvings sitting on the second floor of the building, and pine cones adorned with googly eyes sitting throughout. As always, unfiled, unsorted papers seem to line the room left here, untouched in months of your absence, and even the crying corner seems to be surprisingly undisturbed for all that has transpired since Rizzo was last here. As the group gathers in Quinn's, why don't you describe for me what your character looks like and what it is exactly that they are doing this morning?
1: So Rizzo, it's a girl. And she has caramel-colored skin and dark brown curly hair. She wears a lot of purples. She has a round face and brown eyes. And she and Qui-Gon this morning are just sitting in the office and kind of hearing the silent echoes. She looks at the empty desks now that are a little dustier than when she left. And Qui-Gon pads his way to his bed, circles it around a few times and drags it with his mouth closer to Rizzo and then lays down in it while she's just sitting and going through things that are on her old desk, trying to reminisce about the smaller things that she's somehow forgotten through their more recent and bigger journeys that they've been on, hoping that she can find some kind of sense of normalcy or some kind of routine that she can throw herself into she's got a lot of emotions flooding back and um she's has seen the larger picture and she's ready to do the right thing and put a lot of these emotions into something productive
2: ashen mask runs a finger along one of the wood surfaces picking up dust and wipes it off well i've worked in worse Ashen Mask is a fairly tall, muscular man with pale, almost ash-like skin. You know, when people say white, they normally sort of mean pinkish, but he's sort of white. Uh, He has piercing blue eyes, shaved head, and... He's currently carrying his normal trademark jacket that he's always had on, slung over a shoulder. And now that it's off, you can tell boy's ripped. He's got that, that hot swimmer's body. <laughs>
3: So Golden Might of the Dawn is mechanically a six out of five appearance-wise. She has golden blonde hair with streaks of pink and highlights of orange. Her tanned olive skin is smooth and practically literally glowing. It is radiating with so much more than health that really anyone who is aware of the supernatural or exalted can probably tell that she's definitely something. She might be Faye. We don't know, but... Damn, she's pretty. And she has a scrunched up look on her face and her nose is just kind of like crunched up a little bit because it's really dusty in this office and she wants to clean but doesn't know where to put things or if things are where they're supposed to go. And she keeps picking up the occasional file, wondering if the case was actually worked, putting it back down, going to a different one, not knowing if that case was worked putting it down, going to a different one, not even knowing if this is actually a case because it kind of just looks like a terrible drawing of a girl. And in her pocket, occasionally poking up and rolling up her arms are three different poof balls, a gray one with a flaming red mohawk, a brown one with a cute little bushy tail behind it, and a yellow, golden, sunny one that is more main than poof ball.
0: And upstairs right now, surveying the half-finished wood carvings is Teppet Harmonious Accord, a man who is not quite short, but is certainly not tall. He, somewhat like Ashen Mask, has quite pale skin, but he has these gray, almost swirling eyes. He has a shock of messy white blonde hair, which falls around his face and to his shoulders. He wears these large, baggy, almost harem pants, Tucked into boots which once had the house Teppet insignia emblazoned upon them but which has been hastily removed and torn off. There is a lot of scraping and damage to the boots there. He is not wearing much of a shirt to be seen. He has a disc of white jade essentially holding a leather harness in place on the back of which two white jade chakram hang. Normally, there is something of a playful smile upon his face, but now there is a somber expression as he is picking up these half-carved figures individually and bringing his hand over them, not touching them, but as his hand passes over, a small breeze runs over them, clearing them of dust as he sets them each down individually. You know, if you want to set some of those loose papers in a safe place, I can clean the place up pretty quick.
1: Only if you want to. Please. I doubt these papers are really important anymore, but I mean, that jiggles your nibbles, that's fine.
0: If that what's my what?
1: <laughs> jiggles your nibbles. Is it, what?
2: No. I don't think cleaning a room is going to jiggle his nibbles.
1: I mean, some people like cleaning. I like cleaning.
2: Oh, that's... Not well, my office. All right, well, you know, I'll store I'll, that we'll, information away for later.
0: wouldn't have you as the type, but yeah. And he is coming down the stairs, starting to rifle through some of the papers... What's this? It says that, um, Birch was kidnapped, so you've got some paperwork about that?
1: That was a while ago. Yeah.
0: I'm sure it resolved itself.
1: We have a lot of cases in here that we just haven't gotten to.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, um, someone's mom with a gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting.
3: While you're doing weird and Goldie kind of, like, wiggles her fingers, magic things, should, like, the rest of us maybe take care of some of these cases? I mean, if you want, no one's really
1: inquired about it recently. I also uh, mean,
0: strictly speaking, from a canonical perspective, all of those cases were solved in the first season of the show.
1: That they were. We also have additional cases.
2: I'm sure you do. I They're
1: mean, just stacked would
0: we, up. Would we get
1: anything
2: for it? Or is this just...
1: You could... Maybe ask for, you know, some kind of compensation. But we didn't really ask about that when we solved the cases. I'm sorry, you just did things for free?
2: That is the shittiest business acumen.
1: Okay, but, okay, okay, listen up here. If you're missing a kid... Wouldn't you rather someone help you out of the kindness of their heart than do it for money?
0: At which point the door slams open. The figure from the opening, the dark-skinned man with coarse hair, steps in. Rizzo recognizes him as Hearth Eternal. As he says, "Rizzo, thank goodness you're here. There's something I would like to talk to you about, and hopefully you'll be willing to solve it out of the sheer kindness of your heart."
3: Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I'm so sorry, but we were just having a talk about this, and Rizzo is not doing anything for Who free. Who are these people? Excuse Where's me? Godwin? Who are you? Where's Ariston? Oh, this is going to be
1: a bad talk. Rizzo kind of puts both of her fingers to her temples, and she knew this conversation was going to come, but just not so ill-timed. So she gets up to greet Hearth. I've got some bad news. Um, you might want to take a seat.
0: You can already see his face is sort of scrunching back and wrinkling up. Okay
1: so godwin uh godwin left he found out some information that his sister uh might be alive so he's gone to go find her and then um ariston died yep no and biggie she swallows a huge lump in her throat and feels dry. Suddenly, there's no moisture in her mouth, and she feels this feeling in her stomach that's like a lump of just something that's absorbing everything and it weighs a ton.
3: But hey, it's gonna be okay, person. It's okay. And reaches to pat him on the shoulder and is like, if nope, that's a terrible idea. Looks to Asher Mask, like, What do we do? I don't know this person. Rizzo looks to him and
1: her face is beginning to get red. Her eyes are just starting to pool with a little bit of water at the base.
0: And Hearth Eternal looks at you, blinking, apparently unable to just stop blinking his eyes, trying to process the information. I'm sorry. It, it, you, how did this happen?
1: We, uh, we went up north and we were going after another idol and we basically met a to put it quickly a war genius and she killed him in in an arena
0: you you can't be serious that's that's Im- impossible he beat you and he points to harmonious accord he, he was invincible
3: Oh, this guy's
0: not invincible. I will tell you that much. He's
2: (laughs) he's a big teddy bear. He pokes him in the (laughs)
3: ribs. (laughs) So the person that Ariston went up against was one of the Chosen of the Sun. And she was, it was the Bull of the North. Okay, the Bull of the North killed Ariston. Like, I don't know where you're from, but everyone knows about the Bull of the North.
0: I'm from Great Forks.
3: Oh, then you know the Bull of the North. Right. So she killed Ariston. Um.
0: I can't believe it. It, This place still kind of smells like him.
1: Take anything that you want, anything that really reminds you of him that you want to keep with you.
0: Wait, I I came here to talk to you about something and this has made it a lot worse. There's someone living in his home. What? Someone has taken residence in his home, some strange, long-haired, bearded man.
1: Haven't you
3: been staying there?
0: I was in Great Forks. I've just arrived back in town to collect some of my things.
3: Well, who the hell would do that? Squatters? I mean, we can probably kick them out. Oh, we do have a lot of squatters here.
2: Uh, yeah, I would definitely assume honestly, that you could kick them out, Goldie.
1: Ariston does not want that, so I think that we ought to just... You know, tell him to leave. I kick mean, rocks, this is a dead man's house.
2: Rude. There's, there's I'm sure, plenty of places to squat.
3: Yeah, I could find one on the way, I swear. I could probably make them on the way. But you're Ariston's. Um, Goldie kind of like fidgets around and pulls out two what kind of look like armored medical gloves, which were Ariston's smash fists and extends them to Hearth Eternal. He would probably want you to have these. So, um, you know, if you want them.
0: Covered in sea glass. He talked about this stuff all the time. If you find out who's there and you can get them to leave, it would mean a lot. I can put some things to rest then, and he doesn't deserve this. His memory doesn't deserve this. He starts wandering up the stairs. I'm going to look at some of the things that are still around here, if you don't mind. Um, Let me know what happens over there, please.
1: We will. Is there anything you left there since you're collecting belongings that you want us to bring back?
0: I left a couple of assorted things there, some of my clothes. I had also left a couple of, of books, some poetry, that sort of thing. Um,
3: I'll, I'll see what I can find. I'll take back what I can. And I will kick out whoever is there for Ariston.
0: Thank you. My name is uh, Hearth Eternal, by the way. suppose I should introduce myself. Sorry you have to meet me in such a sorry state.
3: Oh, it's cool. Um, I'm Golden Might at the Dawn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Ashen Mask. We're gonna go kick a guy out of a house.
3: Yes! <laughs> this is like
1: my favorite part of the job. We'll be back. And she puts her hand on his shoulder and, you know what? Why don't you look after Qui-Gon for a bit? He could use a good walking, maybe a couple treats. I know we still have some here.
0: I would like that. And he bends down and starts scritching the the scruff of Qui-Gon's neck. As you close the door, we cut to the four of you. Golden Might of the Dawn, Rizzo, Ashen Mask, and Harmonious Accord standing outside of what once was Ariston's home. It is about three stories tall, and it is made of this wood that seems almost warped or hazy, almost like... You are looking at the reflection of a house through a running waterfall. A cool light seems to pour around it all the time. It seems somewhat out of place here in Jiawei, not unlike your late friend. What do you do?
3: So, with all the blue, was Ariston like running a brothel? <laughs> no. Look, kid,
0: I tell you what. Try as I might, I. No. 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 I tried.
3: You you tried to get him to run a brothel?
0: No, I. we've had a conversation about this before, I'm sure.
3: Multiple people is what he's getting at. Okay.
0: He, he only had um no pants for hearth?
3: He only <laughs> had no pants? What?
0: He only had I mean... eyes for hearth, I suppose would be the decent way to put it.
3: <laughs> okay. Rizzo
1: tries to trot past and just go for the door.
0: Are you knocking or are you just opening it? Opening. Um, have you locked the door? Oh, yes. The door is locked.
1: So she tries for the door, it's locked, and she kicks it in. I'll roll for that if I need to, <laughs> I was, but I think I can yeah, kick a door.
2: As,
0: as you're going
2: to <laughs> kick the door, Astromash is like, wait, I can... Okay. <laughs> oh,
0: lock opening touch for what? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give me a strength plus athletics roll. Difficulty of two.
1: Uh, seven.
0: So Rizzo backs up, kicks the door, and it slams off the frame and smashes clear into the wall on the other side of the room.
2: Ashen Mask puts his head in his hand and goes, I thought, you know, you don't have to ruin the house when you...
3: I can make a new door. Hey,
0: buddy. They call it breaking and entering for a reason. High five to Rizzo. Harmonious (laughs) Accord steps through the door.
3: (laughs) Let's just go and Goldemine that kind of like puts a hand on the small evasion mask's back.
0: All right. Alceus, you hear an incredibly large crash at the front of the house. Where are you right now? And what is it that you look like? Then what do you do?
4: So Alceus is halfway down the main hall. Uh, he is about 6'1", got shoulder length, Dark brown hair with bronzish highlights to it and a full beard. He has what you would call a swimmer's body, but heavier musculature. Like he's been doing some sort of uh, full body weight training. And just the wickedest scar all the way from his right shoulder down to his left hip. Dividing him into. does Doesn't look like a sword made it. It's too jagged. It's clearly made by some kind of animal attack. His eyes change color with the ocean's present color in the region. And he has a series of tattoos on his body depicting patches of fish scale in a stylized pattern he's making his way down the hall he's trying to fit a towel about his waist it's clear that he's just gotten out of the shower very quickly at the cacophony and he's really bad at it like he's he's really having a a huge amount of trouble getting this towel to fasten around his waist almost as though he has never seen or used a towel before and he's sort of cautiously hobbling his way down the hall trying to keep the towel up and and continuously messing it up as he makes his way towards the entryway and so it
0: is alceus that you stumble into the front of the house to find four strangers within and so it is rizzo goldie ashen mask that you find this incredibly naked man struggling to tie a towel around his waist stomping through ariston's house what do you do
2: um
4: am, am
0: i being robbed
1: um. No, you can't be robbed if you don't live here. So get out.
2: I mean, get dressed first, then you can I, go. I, I appreciate that.
1: This is a dead man's house, you
4: fool. That's just rude. I and mean, it was it was empty. Is it wet in here, or is it just me? It
3: is really it, no.
4: It is. It's great.
3: No, houses aren't supposed to be wet.
4: Oh, um, no, you're right. It's it's bad. Houses shouldn't be wet.
3: Wait, why did you take a shower in the? Please, I don't. I can't. This is a disgrace. Honestly, you need to get out. I,
4: I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't know anyone lived here. It just seemed like an inviting place.
1: Yeah. Well, someone did, and she is a little, a lot of upset and is flustered at the situation. I, I'm
4: sorry, but I've I've seen numerous homeless people, and this is uh, not in any- here. No, no, it was but this house was not in use. I I don't understand.
1: Excuse me. Excuse me. No, where you're from, do people just walk into rooms that are vacant um, for the time being?
4: Let's say yes.
2: Oh.
1: Well, we don't do that here.
2: He lives in one of those communes. I get it oh. now. Hey. I apologize. No, I we have know. private property here, okay? Yeah, Someone
4: to- owns this.
0: Capitalism. Body ever
4: heard of it? Hmm. Um, well, I, I am terribly Money. sorry that um, my staying here was an inconvenience. It seemed that no one was using it. Uh, Goods. I did not cause any uh, damage. Services. Except for, I guess, the door. The exchange Accord. for a cord. between.
3: Accord, you didn't damage the door, we damaged the door, but I can fix the door, so technically the door isn't damaged, even though it is right that's now. That's
0: not true, that's a lie.
3: The door isn't about to be damaged?
0: The, no, the door is damaged, though. You can't just say, I can fix it, therefore it's not.
3: Um, but I can fix it, therefore it's not. Because if I can make it better, then obviously it isn't bad. Um, I think that
1: you better start packing up or I'm going to kick something other than a door.
3: Nope. Nope. He's going to pack and Goldie's just going to like march over to pick up the broken door.
0: No, I mean, I agree with her. I'll, I'll whoop some ass if I have to.
3: Yeah.
4: Alcius looks from one threat. To the other and tries to suppress a look of amusement on his face and doesn't do an awesome job it's not that he's trying to let on that he finds it amusing he's just really bad at hiding how he feels Oh so what are you some kind of pervert?
1: yeah do you get off on this you, <laughs> you like breaking disgusting. into dead people's houses you know what you don't mm, okay, mm, okay. My, I have taste my mouth.
2: Oh, okay everyone's a little heated let's take a moment let's get this man.
0: Some pants.
4: Yes, I would I would appreciate person. pants.
3: A-, a cord would be the last person I'd expect to offer someone pants.
0: Well, I mean, depends.
3: Ugh, And Goldie takes to fixing the door.
0: So, yeah, are you going to get dressed, or...? Uh,
4: yes, yes, of course, please, please. Uh, I don't want any trouble. Cool, then you're going to have to explain yourself and... Get out. Get out, probably, yeah. Uh, I... I, I sort of did i noticed that this house was not in in use and i uh, decided now to put your damn in.
0: pants on and we'll explain what the situation is uh, uh, all right since clearly you don't seem to be fully appraised of what's going on here you piece of garbage
4: <laughs> i pauses for a second and then just goes down the hall to the room he's been sleeping in to mm-hmm. gather some clothes i'll put my teeth on your eyes guy
2: i cannot believe either of you there is a homeless guy in here.
1: Yeah, he needs to get out. He will. What if I he tries to swindle us with our emotions? I'm not having that.
0: I don't There's have any. <laughs> I, I don't know what to expect because we came in here. He's hanging dong and flaunting property rights. Uh. And I know how much you normally love that. I, I do find that to be actually a particularly erotic combination, but <laughs> now is not the time.
3: Correct. Fantasies for later. Goldie puts the nicely and newly restored door back onto its hinges and makes sure that it opens and closes and locks.
4: As I presume Alcius comes back wearing the most nondescript, stereotypically Jowayan possible clothing. He does a bit of a double take at the miraculously fixed door. Well, um, I suppose I'll be going then.
1: Don't try none of this emotional
3: stuff on me buddy
4: oh boo hoo i don't have so, a place to sleep
3: if okay. you don't have a place to sleep i can get you a place to sleep this is just our dead friend's home and there is stuff that we have to do um and their lover is in town and so we just need to make sure everyone gets their things is and- this how
0: hearth would want this to be resolved i don't think this is how hearth would want this to be resolved
3: okay Kristen would so, have never let this happen no no. So, literally, everything that I know about Ariston and literally everything that I know about Hearth is that this is actually how they would want it resolved because, Mm-mm. yeah, Mm-mm. Ariston didn't like violence. Okay. That should have been pretty obvious in he how. Smash fists.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it should have been pretty obvious he doesn't like violence when he got killed by it. So, you know. <laughs>
4: exactly. At all this talk of Ariston and of Ariston being dead, the canny observer would notice that Alceus. Is slowly developing sort of a thousand-yard stare and looking like he's about to cry, and then sort of awkwardly trying to stop looking like that. At which
0: point, Harmonious Accord puts his hand in front of alceus's face, snapping. <laughs> hey, <sighs> buddy, buddy, get with the game.
3: No, uh, what are you? Obviously, he's lost somebody too. Why would you do that? Because We've maybe all lost people.
0: I'm angry and I'm insulted that he is still here. Just tarnishing the name of of our good
3: friend he's not tarnishing the name of our good friend like you just need to cool it i get that you're still coping why don't you just go punch a few craters in the earth like i did you'll feel much better or you know what why don't you just have a little <coughs> time with uh, ashen mask and we'll all be good
0: because how many times do i have to tell you that the death thing And the sex thing are two different things.
3: No, I don't mean to have a death and sex thing. I mean, maybe if you sex it up, then you'll feel better about the death thing. Do I have to
0: say this out and out to you, Goldie? My wing-wong is sad. (laughs) Who the fuck are you people? Well, my name's uh, Tevin Harmonious Accord.
3: We
1: are just people who live in this town, and we do things sometimes.
3: And you know what? You're in our friend's house, so maybe you shouldn't be asking questions. Okay, well, why don't we start with this? I'm Golden Might of the Dawn. Who are you?
4: Alcius looks like a complete tuna in headlights, realizing that he has forgotten to give himself a believably Wei alias. And he rapidly looks around the room and says, "Uh, My name is Moist of Wall. Are you
3: really looking around the room right now? He's nervous. Okay, you and Accord have been threatening him. I'd probably give a fake name too, and I'm so fucking beautiful that no one would kill me.
0: Uh, if you're going to come up with an alias, you got to do better than that.
4: N- you're you you are right. I didn't do well.
0: For example, I, you could have called yourself Puddle of Door.
3: <laughs> no, nope. Don't listen to him. Is that better? No, no, it's not.
0: Crooked.
3: Nope. No.
2: Hallway. <laughs> no
3: Ashen Mask, please help him with a real good fake name.
2: <laughs> Ashen Mask puts his arm around Alceus. Look, it's fine. It's it's all fine. You can be Splinter of the River.
3: Why are we helping? Right yeah! oh, to yes, us? That's
4: that's good. I like just that.
3: Just tell us Splinter your name. Br- okay, but also, like I just said, he might be fearing for his life, and we could run around and being like, "Hey, have you guys seen this person?"
4: To be, person's to be name? I'm sure that interrupting each other isn't <laughs> giving us much headway here. To be perfectly honest, I'm not. How, how do I know that you even knew the person who lived here?
3: Excuse me.
4: I mean, you're you're talking about how I could be lying. You could also be lying. Yes.
1: So Rizzo closes her eyes and starts to describe the upstairs area. She lists what Ariston's bedroom looks like and specifically names the things that Hearth has asked for her to look for that are laying in various places he told her roughly where they were
3: and where they should be
4: okay well well put well put i uh, i shan't be staying here anymore i do apologize
3: yeah if you do need a place though i can help you find a place yeah gody will help you but
0: uh... in this real estate market i don't think so this one has <laughs> the jokes doesn't he
3: yeah well you get used to it he's a big walking joke
0: at least i'm not a two-bit criminal
3: no hey you're now. just fucking one <laughs> hey
0: now
4: he's worth at least a noble thank you
3: just grab your stuff, guy.
4: Yeah, yes, I um I do again, I'm I'm sorry.
1: It's okay, you didn't know. Yeah. know. Well uh, it I've... happens, but honestly, just learn. We don't do that here.
4: Was it that obvious I wasn't from around here? Yes. Oh, no odd. one here has that kind of weird accent. What accent? I don't Oh no now, hey, now what accent Now that I hear you talking more, I know you're right.
3: Also no one here would be moist of wall.
4: No, he's splinter. We established this. Yes. Splinter of the river, right? Yeah. Good. I mean LCS just Like, can't with this, and goes down the hall, gets his packs, and prepares to leave. That's right. Good riddance.
0: Leave. And I hope when you do, you get the same nasty foot disease that Ariston had that made it only feel better when it was moist. But you can't come back here to this moist house, you liar. You criminal.
4: (sighs) Again, like, Alcius's face is just downcast and harrowed. You'd really help me find a place to stay.
3: Yes. Yep.
4: Well, like... I appreciate it. Thank you. I haven't been shown much kindness since um coming here.
3: That's weird. People in Jawai are super nice to me. Yes, yeah, super.
0: Oh, very nice. Why don't you go talk to Seven Symphonious Chords? I'm sure he'll set you up with a place real quick.
3: Didn't you tell me that that guy is literally my worst nightmare? Or was that Godwin's worst nightmare? No, Godwin is my worst nightmare. Let's get you out of here. <laughs> So
1: Rizzo goes upstairs to collect all of Hearth's things that she was told to grab. And she kind of takes a bag and just starts filling it. And she sees a tunic that Ariston used to wear. And it does smell a lot like him. So she takes it.
0: And Harmonious Accord is up there with you helping to collect some of the things just muttering various obscenities under his breath. Mm-hmm. Long-haired, dirty hippie squatting around and...
1: No, that's
3: right.
0: Probably doesn't even eat meat.
3: mm hmm Probably not.
0: Never been in a real fight in his life. And probably not. Cut his fucking dick off.
3: I hope. I'm Really sorry about them Accord is always like that but Rizzo is usually Super duper friendly like she was The one second to Ariston maybe Who was the most nice to me when I met them It's just Ariston is still Super duper important to her And so she misses him a lot that makes sense. Um, right. So we're going to find you a place. It might be in the Smiling Eyes District, which I know isn't the nicest neighborhood, but I can definitely probably fix up somebody's place enough for them to let you stay there.
4: And I've been worse places. Don't worry. It's it's really okay. I, I do appreciate it.
3: Yeah, no, of course. Like, it's super hard to make it on your own. And sometimes the whole world just sucks.
2: <sighs> so how'd you get that scar?
3: You can't ask people that. We went over this.
2: What? Um, I'm just saying it's rad.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. So do you want to go through whatever the heck he went through so you can have a scar like that?
4: I mean, that depends. That's why I'm asking how he got it. (sighs) I'll see us again. Does his, I am obviously trying to come up with a cover story face, and then the, I realize now that I can't come up with a cover story face, and just kind of deflates.
3: I appreciate your inability to lie. It's refreshing, and Goldie kind of shoots a glance over at Ashen Mask.
4: I don't mean to... Be rude. It's just that the story of how this scar came about would um possibly put. Well, I mean, not me so much, but it could put many people I care about in danger for anyone to know too much about me.
3: Oh, then I learned from the best and Goldie looks to ask your mask that the best lie is actually a vague lie. So you say something like super duper nonchalant, like, oh, I learned not to take double dares anymore," and you just like that and then people will be like huh i wonder but you say something super vague like that and then people might wonder but then they don't ask at least you know
4: you know that's that's good advice i'm i'll try it i'll try it next time but i need to lie now let's just say
2: it was a bear no i mean it's jagged so
4: i'm thinking not battle scar is that um a bear Oh my! is some it would make a scar like this right Ah, That's weird. what you're suggesting. I mean, it could.
3: I mean, you've seen what loving does. Loving doesn't do scars like that. <laughs>
4: well, not. Well, maybe if you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I like this guy.
3: Oh, why He's does a... everyone have sex? <laughs>
4: well, you know, at some
2: point in time, st- we're gonna have to just sit you down and have a talk.
3: I don't want to have this talk.
2: It sounds. No one wants to talk. have this talk.
3: Aww. Goldie, Goldie, you know I could leave a scar like that. What? A big, angry mouse. <laughs> Believing you're the only mouse who could leave a scar like that.
0: Is yeah, this what I was saying?
3: Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, you wouldn't do that. And it's going to be like that. Oh, I
0: don't know. If, maybe if you don't want a scar like that, you should give me some cheese.
4: Alceus <laughs> just is staring gobsmacked at this talking goddamn mouse. Uh-huh.
3: Especially because it's basically a little cotton ball with a giant red mohawk.
4: What is that?
3: It's a mouse. My name's Believing, and you better show me some dang respect. Accord is a terrible influence on you.
4: Well, I... He's
3: t- telling me how to keep myself safe on the mean streets.
4: I'm terribly sorry, Mr. Believing. I'll, um...
0: Don't indulge. Attempt you. to
4: locate some cheese for you in uh, recompense as soon nope. as I possibly can.
0: If, if you Stop. don't, I'll put I'll put a knife in you, <laughs> and, <laughs> too, and too then far. I'm gonna cut your dick off. <laughs>
4: too, too far, believing. Too far. I, I I think that may be the other guy's thing. To be honest, I'm 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 new in this group and everything. But
3: he was just teaching me how to stay safe. Believing I keep you safe, just like you keep me safe. I keep you safe. But if he brings me cheese, doesn't that mean I'm even and safer? I will bring you cheese. Please don't indulge believing in this. The more people tell him no about this, the better off I'm going to be and the fewer dicks I might have to see.
4: I'm afraid I'm going to have to side with your caretaker. It's only responsible.
3: Okay, I'm sorry.
0: I was aggressive. I was just trying to be cool. You got a big old scar like that and I thought you must be real tough and strong and cool and I wish I was that tough and strong
3: and cool. Oh, no one is tougher or stronger or cooler than you. And i As Believing turns into like a palm-sized mouse from a poof ball, Goldie takes Believing into her hands and just starts rubbing his belly.
4: (laughs) Again, open disbelieving stare.
3: (laughs) Rizzo's got all the
1: things that she needs from Ariston's home and with the new door, she locks it on her way out.
0: That's right. Only authorized persons now.
1: Mm -hmm. We should get one of those signs that says like authorized personnel only. I know someone who 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 does those in the marketplace. Oh, really? Yeah, really good
0: handwriting. Maybe we should go get that taken care of, but we should probably bring these back to...
1: We should and
0: Hearth uh, Eternal first. Yeah. I
1: actually need to go see my family.
0: Oh no, that that makes sense. That's fine. Do we want to coordinate with everyone first? You yeah, or... should. Do that. Cool. So should are we just gonna wait for them at the office?
1: Yeah, I mean they'll come back eventually.
0: All right, cool.
1: You want food or anything?
0: You know what? I haven't stopped by had any proposals in a while. I've been thinking maybe that'd be okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. So we've got lunch set.
1: Food and home.
0: Yeah, gonna gonna wait around uh, for them to come back and then we gotta eat. Yeah, right. Then you're gonna go and you're gonna talk to your family. Yeah. I'm gonna get that sign made. Yeah. Um
1: we've got our day cut out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh if I went up with a little extra time, maybe some energy for it, I'll um uncork that pet door.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah,
0: cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um I'm actually feeling pretty energized after all that. Cut to, so where are you guys?
3: Near a nice but really like beaten down house. In fact, it's probably the nicest house on the street and it's, Pretty big too, and there's this weird shack that's attached and super narrow next to it, next to another house that's pretty nice. Well, not super nice, but compared to the rest of the Smiling Eyes district. Uh, but this particular big house looks super out of place for it, and it's Godwin's, oh, yeah. and that's where we're at. Because Goldie is like, Yeah, this is a nice house, kind of like Ariston's, except. I can totally fix this up and talk whoever the hell is living here into letting this guy stay for a while. Okay.
4: As the three of us make our way deeper into the Smiling Eyes district and start looking at these houses, Alcius sort of looks from Goldie to Ashen Mask and, and back and is clearly mustering up the courage to start a conversation that he doesn't really want to have. Finally, he just goes for it because there's no delicate or easily explainable way to do it but your friend the girl back there she was very upset um was this friend who whose house i found myself in uh, dear to her
3: <sighs> he was like her best friend and yeah she was his Rizzo is the best <laughs> she's everyone's best friend you are my best friend <laughs> and you're my best friend
4: did they did they know each other long
3: um I actually don't know and Goldie's kind of just stroking believing stomach with her finger and they're walking I mean like they knew each other way longer than I knew them but I think that Rizzo's known Ariston for as long as he's built that house maybe I don't know Rizzo doesn't really talk about it. We don't talk about sad stuff.
2: I'll be honest, I never met Ariston. I
3: kinda saw him die,
2: but that's it.
3: You wouldn't have liked him anyways. He's actually nice.
2: Everyone's so grumped up today.
3: You're grumped up today. I'm super nice today. Look at this face. Do you know how much time I spent on this face this morning? I'm anti grumped
2: <laughs> I know how much essence you spent on that face this morning. Ah!
3: <gasps> Maybe you should spend some essence on your face. Have you looked in a mirror lately?
4: Yeah, I'm looking good. Have you looked at me lately?
3: Yeah, you're as ugly as ever. It hurts my eyes.
4: Alcius looks between Ashen Mask and Golden Might of the Dawn, remembering Ariston and Callias arguing when they were little boys. And he just kind of finds himself smiling and unselfconsciously wipes a tear from his eye.
3: And Golden Might of the Dawn is going to knock on the door of Godwin's place to see if there's anyone there.
4: And
0: the door rather quickly swings open, and there is an older gentleman standing behind the door with olive skin, and he is wearing a large necklace adorned with a musical note on it. Ah, welcome, I see you've come too. Tour the Songbird's house—is that correct? We'd be more than happy to share with you all of the details of his life and the home which he has left in our care as he sets about his most perilous journey.
3: I'm sorry. Who?
0: The Songbird. Who? Godwin Corelli the Second, son of Lucinda Corelli.
3: That shit has a house. The
0: Swallow of the South.
3: Yeah, I know who Lucinda Corelli is, but you're telling me that little crybaby Godwin has a house? This house? Why is it so beat up? I mean, it is his house. Of course it's beat up. Are there
4: any houses that don't have complicated history here?
3: I will find you one. Well, this is an
0: older town with limited space. Uh, Really, you could say it's part of the charm.
3: Great. Okay, can you please point me to a house that's kind of like this house? Except might have some vacancy, or like, I could fix up an old room of theirs and get my kind associate a new place.
0: Well, I'll be frank with you, you seem like you're new in town. You're looking for real estate and smiling eyes, you've frankly got two options. You can go to the Immaculate Outreach Center and speak with Raghura Samir.
3: Goldie visibly shivers at the name.
0: Or you could venture further into the district and have yourself a little chat with seven symphonious chords. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's?
1: Wow, it's been a long time since we've been here. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been
3: here.
4: No, I I haven't been here before. It's um, festive, dry, very dry.
3: You're dry.
4: That's not true at all. He is very wet.
3: <laughs> I know, it's kind of weird.
0: It's true. I'm just dripping wet, actually. You know, the last time I was here, I actually believe that I, um, I threatened to dismember uh certain someone, if we all remember that incident. No, again, I think this might be the second time I've done this at one of our little get-togethers. I've referenced an event where actually none of you were present. It was Godwin, Ariston, and, uh, Ajax. whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, no one can remember that guy. I just uh, said it. Who?
1: Ajax.
4: Yeah, Who? Oh, I think um, I think this is shade. Uh, but I, I threatened. Uh, That's a concept that I don't understand. But um, at least I'm you learning. know the name of it. Yes, yeah, shade, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I threatened to um, to cut Ariston's dick off. And, oh, well, that's good.
3: And put it inside you, because it's like... Whoa! Oh
0: Whoa! I, have, I cannot tell you how many times, Goldie, I have been completely clear that there is a firm distinction between the sex thing and the violence thing.
3: Rizzo kind At least of the murder thing. Frowns with her mouth open and just covers Qui-Gon's ears. But, like, sometimes you say that, and then sometimes you say, well... Is there, though? And so I don't know, because I tried to hit on that girl a couple towns back, and you said that I was doing it wrong, because at no point did I threaten to murder her.
0: Um, There's threatening to murder someone, and then there's threatening to
2: murder someone.
3: And I don't get the difference.
2: Yeah, because you can be like, girl, I'm a
0: murdered dad," or you can be like, I will murder you. Goldie, the fact that you don't understand the difference is, frankly, why you're going to die alone.
1: (laughs) i hate the situation but he's got a point
3: <laughs> rizzo,
1: if you can't say you're gonna murder that or i'm gonna murder you and know the difference they both were just... you even born in this century
4: yes we even know that under the i'm i mean in the distant country that i come from hey rizzo it's been ages it's me bow your favorite waiter how's it hey, going
1: yeah you're just my favorite waiter of all time um how are you?
0: I'm doing great, actually. Business is booming recently.
1: That's great. Yeah. Uh, probably better since we're not, we weren't here for a while. Well, I tell you what. You know, you what, we're scaring some people away.
0: <laughs> yeah, without that uh, Godwin guy in here getting drunk yeah. all the time screaming at the patrons. It's, oh, yeah. It's doing better.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad things are going good for you guys. Um, I'm happy to come back and give you our business. Uh, maybe we could start promoting you guys around town.
0: Oh, man, that, that would be great. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she puts up little finger arrows. The regular, I change oh. it every time. It's okay. There's no regular. Okay, good. Uh, could I have? <laughs> also, a...
0: there's like three other people sitting at this table, so I didn't
4: want to just have to assume.
1: Oh, it's okay. Uh, that's it...
4: weird. I I count four more.
1: Yeah. So,
3: uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's like three. It is similar. Yes. Yeah. That. Uh, I think know. I'm
3: not being counted because apparently I wasn't born in the century.
4: I don't know. Maybe uh, a cord, maybe a chord's not being counted. He looks. Rather similar to the waiter, actually.
3: Yeah, okay. No, so- it's,
4: a weird, it's like a family resemblance, you know?
1: Yeah. Sorry, Rizzo. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, I- I'll get a... How oh, fuck what was I going to get it? Uh, a green tea. Green tea,
4: Green tea, got it? Um, I-, I hate to be that guy, but I do have a question about the menu here. Yep. Um, I don't see anywhere on here where it says that it costs extra to heat the liquid. It's is that how, is that the uh, case it's how it comes seriously
0: yeah yeah wow. unless it specifically says
4: that it's served chilled yeah they're just they're just able to
1: you could order it chilled for the same price if, oh, if oh no no gods no
4: um yes i will take a green tea and you can make it warm instead of <laughs> the same temperature as the air and that would be just that would be just lovely
3: Ooh, okay. Yep,
4: so normal
0: style green tea. Yes. I would love a uh, dirty chai.
3: Of course you would.
0: I,
4: I think you would just from knowing you <laughs> a very short time.
0: I don't know if you, you've recognized this, but I'm licking my lips.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, could I just have a hot black coffee, please?
0: Yeah, I'd like, I'd like that uh, big hot black tea if you got that. Thank you. Oh B-H-B-T, you got it? Uh, B-B-T. And one, uh, coffee. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I'm assuming I'm putting this on the guy's tab, yeah? Oh, yeah, fuck that guy.
3: Which guy? Sure, could I get a bowl of water for qui Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, um, and if you have a small cheese plate, uh, I'd like to order that too, please.
0: Sure. You got it. Yeah, the,
3: the guy's tab's fine.
0: You know what? I, I've i been taking some acting classes recently and they've told me that you shouldn't perseverate or spend a lot of time on sort of just basic consumer customer service type scenes. And um, yeah, I've just been thinking a lot about that and trying to integrate that into my own life. So
1: you're doing good now because we've known each other longer than six months. So I think that
0: that oversteps the rule. Right. I was just worried that for a minute there we had sort of just digressed into a purely transactional sort of mode of communication. And I think on that note, I'll go get your drinks.
3: <laughs> Isn't he what a, a doll? Weird way
0: to talk about life.
3: I don't think that he's a doll. He's cool. Guess he's been here since I was really little. Okay, well then he's cool and way older than he looks. Yeah, uh, remarkably so tree. well
4: preserved. Yes,
3: tea, tea tree, tea tree, tea tree oil. Yes. tea tree tea.
4: I know tea what it
2: is.
1: Tea tree tea.
4: Tea tree tea. Petri dish. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, it's um. It's a diplomatic arrangement between trees, as I understand it. Mm. Yeah, tea treaty, tea treaty.
3: They make a nice tea. I don't use tree tea, and I think I look plenty fine. And Goldie kind of like touches her face a little bit and like checks her reflection in a window.
2: Yes, you are very shiny. (laughs) To
3: pour from the outside window. Thank you. I tried. I can tell. (laughs) Did you?
2: You're literally glowing.
3: Oh, yeah. good. I've spent some extra time this morning making sure that I put on my best face because we were in a new city still and <sighs> love is going to find me or I'm going to murder everyone.
0: Oh, see, now you're getting it. Well, you know what they say. Chow is for lovers. That's a reference to the system of governments here. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or ask Quinn any questions, feel free to contact us at our email at SwallowsOfTheSouth at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at SwallowsOfSouth and on Facebook and Tumblr at Swallows of the South. Our theme song is new by Elvis Herod. If you'd like to help the show out, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes or check our Patreon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday.